Hello, everybody. Today we are doing part two of the Sweeney Todd Theater, which is the ugly phase of painting. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at Art Prof, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. I wanted to show everybody here. These are some of the videos that I shot at the Sweeney Todd Theater. This one's actually a still, let me find one that is a video because this is one of those things where you really need to see it. Let's try this one. Okay, so this one here you can see as people are getting seated that they have the smoke that's pouring into the audience. And so that's the way I wanted to capture that. And you can see last time I did thumbnails, I did a really, really basic underpainting. And today I'm hoping to get in more of those details. And this is a painting that I've been working on. I actually started this painting on site at the Sweeney Todd Theater lobby, thanks to some very nice security guards. And I did this technique where I did some marker work. I smudged it, lifted it with a paper towel, and then I put in some more dramatic marker strokes. So I think this is going to be the approach I'm going to try. So maybe not that much watercolor. We'll see. But I definitely need the marker here because I feel like the marker is going to help solidify some of this. Tell me in the chat. When do you hit the ugly phase? When does that happen for you? I mean, you could argue that almost every spot is an ugly part. But this is pretty hard. Oh, yes, this is my Moulin Rouge sketchbook. I'm just testing out some of the colors because I want to build it up slowly. So I'm trying to get a bunch of colors that are going to help me put down some strokes, but without being too dramatic. I'm trying to find a lightish, oh, that's pretty good, that burnt sienna. And maybe, maybe something that's a mid-tone gray. Yeah, that's pretty good. And perhaps a little bit of blue, although my marker collection is looking very sad lately. I have this weird assortment. I actually went and bought some earth tones the other day, but I don't like these blues. Like these are actually way too saturated. I need something that's in between the blue and the gray, but all my markers died. And so actually, if you want to help me out, one of the ways that you can support us in the raffle is to buy something off of my Amazon wish list and help me replace all my markers because these are just a mess. All right. The other thing you can do, if you want to enter the fall raffle, you can give us a super chat or super sticker during the stream to enter. Also, the link to the raffle is in the YouTube video description below. Oh gosh, this is hard to know where to begin. Ugh, I hate coming back into a piece. Who here has that problem? It's like it's been so long since you've looked at any of this. 
I honestly can't even remember what I'm trying to do here. I know what I'm going to do. Let's actually not start with the marker. So does everybody see there's this big dark shape? And there's a big dark shape up here. So let's just work on the value contrast for now because I need these big pockets. So let's just do that. I'm going to skip the markers. We'll come back to those. And for this, I'm going to use a pretty big brush. And it's pretty blue. So let's just start maybe with some like Prussian blue. But I got to really work this up because in order to get that value range. I mean, I don't want to go super dark right away, but I definitely have to have enough substance in here to make that feel like what I'm doing actually matters. Maybe I'll put a little bit of purple. Yeah, this is my little sludge of purple on the side. So when is the ugly phase for you? Is it all the time? Different degrees of ugliness that you're experiencing? Because for me, it's just always ugly for a really, really long time. And it, it sort of becomes, oh, it's not awful. It, it doesn't become good. It's just not awful. All right, let's block in some of these shapes. I think starting in here. I would call this the ugly and slow part. Tell me in the chat, who here is a slow painter? Because <laughs> I really am. I cannot function when I have to paint fast. I know this about myself. Well, actually, here I'm going to go in because there's this one little spot that sticks out. like this extra brick area. So the marker is good for stuff like that because sometimes you really want to have a little more structure to that. I'll tell you, even if this stream ends up being over an hour, I, I don't think I'm going to get very far. The opening is just so slow getting from the underpainting to the other sections. It's really hard. I might do some bleeds, but whatever I do, it's not going to be that final. It's getting too purple. I mean, I don't even know what blues are in here, you guys. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's ultramarine. It's just one big blob of blue. I'm not precise about mixing colors with watercolor. Does anybody here do that? I really don't. I'm like, oh, okay, this will work. I, I really do not spend time on that. It's funny because with oil painting, I really do. With oil painting, I pre-mix all my colors. I spend a lot of time. Watercolor, I just wing it. And what's nice about this is I could do a little hint of the atmosphere. I'm not trying to really paint the clouds just yet. Not clouds, atmosphere. But I do want it to be pretty painterly looking. 
And I like watercolor a lot because it might feel permanent, but it is really nice that you can re-wet it. So these parts, I don't want to have that harsh edge, but I feel like it's okay because it's watercolor. Let's get this one spot a little darker. So another layer on top. One more here. And now what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take my brush and I'm just gonna dunk it in here. And I'm just gonna do bleeds. Let's just scrub into this. Just let it go wherever it wants to go. And I don't want to do too much, so I'm going to go in and dab some of the edges. Because I don't want this bleed to be that dramatic. It's just more of a placeholder than it is anything else. Paper towels, your best friend, everybody. Who here uses paper towels? I use paper towels. I also use rags. I'm using rags right now. But sometimes when I'm doing something delicate, I need to use the paper towel. I try not to because they're more wasteful than the rags, obviously. And actually, there's this one spot here that I'm really going to rub into. I don't really like the way that came out. I want a softer edge. Another pass of just plain water. Use a little more. Just so it's there. I'm not trying to make anything look remarkable just yet. Okay, more dark. Again, pumping up the value because it is really dark here. I'm not going to go the way because I want to save that for later. But bleeds are really fun. And maybe let's dab it off the top. Okay, so that's a nice chunk of value. Let's see what people are saying in the chat. <laughs> 7A says art feels like a crawl across the barbed wired field sometimes, slow and kind of stabby. Tombo, Tambo says, I fly by the seat of my pants on watercolor too. Jazz has epiphanies while painting and then want to go back and change previous paintings. I feel that way too. And you know something, I never really felt that way before. I used to be an artist who would just do it and finish it and never come back. But since I've seen the way Lauren works, the way she goes back to old pieces and resurrects them. I've changed my mind about that. And I've had a lot of fun going back to those old pieces. Thank you so much, Anna, for the super chat. We so much appreciate your support during the wrap. And yes, in case anybody missed it, our Instagram got hacked. So if you haven't heard anything from us, that's why. And yes, I'm still in cardiac arrest because yeah, I, I know in theory we're supposed to get it back 
is going to take three or four days, maybe longer before we find out. But I, I'm one of those people who, no matter what happens, I'm always visualizing in great detail the worst possible scenario. Are you, are you like that? Tell me in the chat who is the worst possible scenario person. Because some people I think are a little bit more optimistic. And I'm like, it's going to be gone. I'm going to have to start my Instagram from scratch. So I'm freaking out. And yes, that, that is a big source of stress right now for that reason. Kathy says, it's always nice to learn that the angsty parts are normal. Oh, they are. Who do you know? who's an artist that tells you, oh yeah, smooth sailing the whole way through. Anybody who tells you that is such a liar <laughs> because that is just not the way it works. Sam says, I go through fast and slow phases, slow to observe and contemplate my composition fast for the energetic marks. Oh, that's a great description of the different types of rhythms that you do in your process. Oh, good. Noel, thank you very much. <laughs> Catastrophic thinker here. George says, expect the worst. You have a chance of being pleasantly surprised. Well, that's why I do it. I think it's a protective scenario. Where I'm like, this is the worst thing. Oh, and anything that's just a little less feels amazing. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. But it's like I think about how many years and how much work it took us to build that Instagram. And it's happening during the raffle right now, which is basically the worst possible time that it can happen. I'm like, why? Why did this happen? <laughs> Lisa says, my art rags range from kind of clean to nasty. Well, do you have some that are crusty, Lisa? Because <laughs> I have some that, yeah, have three-dimensional textures, although they're pretty gross. <laughs> oh, oh, good, Sarah. I'm glad you like the shade of blue. I mean, what I'm thinking is that this, this part of the painting is the cool area and then you have cool light falling onto the people, but then everything on this side has a very warm yellow glow to it. Although, I don't know, maybe I'll just do the bleed now. Do you guys want me to do the bleed now? Because I, I always get nervous about bleeds because you can't control them. They do whatever they wanna do, it's like teenagers. You just can't. But one thing that worries me because <laughs> you can't control it is like, oh my God, what if it's a total fail? And it's hard because once a bleed has been messed with, it loses that fresh immediacy of the very first bleed. And so I guess I came onto the live stream today saying, oh, well, I'll, I'll save that for later because I can't be distracted on the live stream doing that. But now I'm sort of like, oh, I already started it. Maybe I just should. You guys want to see me do the bleed? I might. I, I just <laughs> feel like, why not? If it's really terrible, I'll just paint over it with acrylic. I mean, for real, I think that is the reason I paint in acrylic is so I can fix things. <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes down to. All right. There is though, let's see. There is this bridge that they walk on. And actually, I don't, hmm, I'm trying to figure, I think I don't like that angle. I think it should be more like this. So this is where the marker gets handy because you can make fixes like this. 
I mean, I could do that in watercolor, but I feel better doing it like that. Okay. So it's tricky because there's almost these like rays of light that are coming through. So I think what I might do is do the atmosphere stuff first and then we can come back. But I do feel like this is not dark enough. So I need to really get in here with some like juicy black and blue. Like this. Let's see where that goes. And actually I think it should be a lot higher. It probably comes down to here. Yeah, that's better. Ugh, that's too light. I need the Prussian blue. Maybe that's cobalt. That looks more like cobalt to me. Okay, so it actually comes out a little further to here. So I'm doing a little too much ink because I want to push the bleed. See where that can go. Okay, let's do it. Full up bleed. Make it happen. I mean, that is really fun. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Who here has done bleeds in watercolor? I'm curious. I never really did them a lot when I was in art school. I don't think it was really till I started doing watercolor recently that I got into bleeds. Ugh, and of course now it's puddling because of the wrinkles. So I might actually move this around. I need to put a little more water. Okay, let's move to the other side. So right now what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna put water over everything. So that way everything can be activated. Who knows, it could be a total mess. Let's just try it. All right, so I guess the bridge is like here. And the bridge is gonna need marker work. I'm not gonna work on it right now. I'm just trying to get in some of the tones. Actually, it's a relief for me to work on this painting because I, I've just been looking at it. Do you guys babysit your artwork? Because I do. <laughs> Maybe if I look at it more, it'll look better. <laughs> or do you ever do this where you work on it at night and you're like, oh, maybe it'll look better in the morning. And then you look at it in the morning and it's like worse. <laughs> okay, so actually here is where it starts to drip into where the people are. Let's just drop a couple. Ooh, oh shoot, I got some green in there. That's not good. That's more gray. And I think up here I need a little more value. Yeah, I don't like the ultramarine. The, the Prussian blue is definitely better in this circumstance. And then I can also come in and remove a couple spots because I don't want that to be so bold. So actually while it's drying, you can go in and lift a little. Because the thing is this looks 
too harsh right now, but it actually is going to soften because it'll just do that on its own. Okay, so here it's way too much. I'm going to go in with my paper towel. And this I'm going to sort of push outside of the scenery. And at the top, I want something like a mid-tone. I'm just going to disrupt what was happening up there, but I am going to dab some of these spots off because I don't want them to be so dark. So that's what's kind of fun about the bleeds is they do, I guess, soften and fix themselves in a way. All right, let's rehydrate. I definitely need more water on this side. Get back some of that Prussian blue. So here I'm gonna try to leave the edge of the stage, although I don't want this to turn green, which is what's happening over here. So I'm gonna try to remove some of those spots. But I do think it is important for this blue to enter some of the stuff down here. And again, I'm going to just dab the edges. I think with bleeds, you, you have to do a lot of dabbing because otherwise things get too puddled. I mean, I'm sort of annoyed on this side. Does everybody see the wrinkling of the paper is doing that? And so actually I'm going to go in and sort of mush some of this around more because I feel like I'm losing some of that or something like this, which is really harsh. I don't feel like I really want that in there. So I'm just fixing some of the edges basically because at this stage, I don't want anything to be harsh looking. I'd rather it be too mushy and then fix it later than for it to be really harsh. I don't want that harshness right now. Now see here, that's too much water. Let's dab some of that up. There's still not enough of it. I think I need to make this shape a little bigger. We're just gonna let that wander, see where it goes. Because you really don't know where it's going to end up until it dries. It definitely wanders. And you have to be prepared for that. This side is not dark enough. And so what I'll do is do another layer to get that darkness. But this is a good start in terms of just filling in that space. And again, up here, this is not... Yeah, it's hard because it keeps puddling into the wrinkly spots. Come on. Okay, I'm really glad I did this on the stream. I feel like I was just chickening out too much and worrying because it's kind of got messed up anyway. Why not do it on a live stream in front of 50 people? That's fine. Yeah, so a lot of this is the paper towel or rag, whatever it is that you're using. All right, so this 
this area, I have to let it dry at this point. I can't do anything else because it's just going to mush things around. Although I take that back. Let's do one thing. <laughs> I totally need to do one thing. I'm going to see what this does if I put a really harsh spot. I wonder how much it's going to wander. It may not wander enough, but let's just see. This one too, I'm going to make it a little more straight. Because I feel like it, I don't know, it, it got a little bit too predictable looking. So I'm just going to go in and rehydrate, let some of this stuff wander a little more. Because I sort of like some of those shapes. Although, hmm, I think this needs to come a little more. All right, I might need to just let it be because I think it needs to dry a bit before I can go back into it. Rosalio says, unfortunately, we can't see the folding of the paper, but if you're referring to the ring that was there, you fixed it. Yeah, you guys don't see the dimensionality of the paper, obviously, but you can see these dark spots here and here. That's where it's puddling because of the paper that's getting all buckled. I'm actually using a watercolor block and if you don't know what a watercolor block is everybody it's basically a watercolor pad but all of the edges are sealed except for one small spot actually I could show you guys on the smaller one so you can see on the side I mean this watercolor blocks almost done and actually it's peeling in spots. It's not supposed to, like this is supposed to be all nicely sealed. Of course, it's all beaten up. You can see it better here. This is all sealed. And so when I'm ready to pull it up, I pull it off the corner. But the thing is, what's nice about the watercolor block is that this was actually really, really wet earlier this morning. But if you let it dry, it'll dry perfectly flat because it's sealed on all the edges. I mean, it's basically stretching watercolor paper, but without actually stretching it. Here too, I mean, this is all paper towel work because I had an earlier version, the one that I did at the theater that was a real mess. Actually, I can show it to you guys. I actually left the theater sort of mad <laughs> because 30 minutes is all that I had to be there. And so I did do one, but it was just, it was so rushed that I just was super frustrated seeing that. What is it? I could have sworn I had a drawing of this somewhere. Oh, here it is. You, you can't see it very well because this is a picture of me holding it. But do you see these big like streaky marker strokes? Those were all over the painting. And so now if you look at the painting, you can see all those streaky parts have been softened. And so then I'll go back and do another passive marker, another passive paper towel. So it's this sandwich layering effect that I think is really fun. Brian says, my parents told me not to study art because it's a waste, but I don't agree. Well, I certainly don't agree. I mean, I just don't think anybody gets to tell anybody that something's a waste of time. 
if it brings them some degree of joy or fulfillment or satisfaction. I mean, we need to do things in our lives that are not work and money. And it's just, we need something in our lives that's not about making money, not about a career. I mean, for some people being an artist is a career, but I think even if you work professionally as an artist, there is that joy we get from doing it. Yeah. Jazz says people that are not artists don't understand artists. Find an art parent to encourage you. Well, you have to find your people. <laughs> we are it. I mean, I've had so many people who came to us and really had never spoken to another artist because they live in a remote area or they've never been able to be part of an art community before. And a lot of them will say, oh my gosh, you guys get it. It's like, yes, it's another language. And I think for a lot of people, when they find us, they feel like they landed on the alien planet that they actually belong to. Because even my friends who are creative, like I actually have a friend who's a geriatrician, and she actually did some drawing when she was younger and is a very creative person, not artistically in terms of making paintings, but in terms of how she thinks. She's a very creative person. But it's like, ultimately, nobody understands why to me, there's a whole universe <laughs> between these toes. I'm like, I need the five shades that are in between. Like that, that is like pure art nerd content that I just don't think a lot of people would sympathize with because people would be like, what are you talking about? They look the same. I'm like, no, they're not. They're not the same. They're so different from each other. <laughs> Painting plant lady says, never give up something you love to do to please others' wishes. This is your life. Live it how you want. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not hurting anybody in the process, nobody can take that away from you. And let's see what else people are saying. Shannon says, the biggest challenge in watercolor is controlling the water. Absolutely. I didn't realize this until I started doing a lot of watercolor painting that actually the amount of water that's in your brush is so important. And I feel like one of the biggest mistakes I made is I never tested how much water is in the brush. So oftentimes, well, pretty much all the time, I'll just have a thing here and I just want to see, okay, is this a stroke that's really puddly and full of water or is it a stroke that's pretty dry? So right now I don't have a lot of water in there, but if I say blob on this, it's like a totally different experience. So it's almost like you have to manage the quantity of water. And sometimes I'll use a paper towel to make it a little drier. Other times I need to make it thicker, but it's hard. See, Cantrell says, want to get better at watercolor. I kind of don't get it, so I'll watch you. I do think I change my technique based on what I'm painting. This one is all watercolor so far. The other one, this one doesn't have any watercolor in it. I just activated the marker. And so actually for anybody who's finding watercolor challenging, this is a really good option, especially if you feel more comfortable in drawing, you can sketch with the markers first 
and then take your brush and activate it. So sometimes that feels a little better because I know sometimes watercolor brushes to me, they feel like a slippery fish that I'm moving around with. Oh, see, I don't like this. See how it made these, oh, that's annoying. I don't like that very much. My initial thought was, okay, do this with watercolor, but because it's doing this annoying puddling, I might need to change my mind about that. So sometimes I'll go in, like I already did the bleed, but this is where I might want to redistribute something because I don't like the way it's functioning. But you know what? I'm spending too much time on this area. So let's get off of this corner and into some of the other spots. Let's find that reference photo again. And remember everybody, if you give a super chat or a super sticker during this stream, that automatically enters you into the raffle. And now that our Instagram <laughs> got hacked, which I, it's like, why is it the platform that we get the most engagement and views on is the one that folds from the hacking. Well, why couldn't it have been our TikTok <laughs> that got hacked? Our TikTok only has 28,000 views or something. Of course, it's like the Instagram, the one we really, really need right now. Ugh, universe hates me. All right, there is a bit of a maroon color in here. So I'm actually gonna start with that. Right here, I'm activating some burnt sienna, but I think it needs a little more alizarin crimson. So here's alizarin crimson. It is going to have to be pretty dark. Oh no, that's too much red. Definitely think I want more burnt sienna. Okay, yeah, that's a much better tone, I think. Because I see there are these two structures in here that are very brown that I need to put in. Actually, I don't like that angle. I think that angle is too much. I guess I didn't measure it. Sometimes I measure, other times I don't, but I definitely feel like that looks like a weird angle. Let's go in and fix that. I feel like, hmm, I feel like it's, ooh, it's too dark. Let's not use that. All right, let's try this. Well, I don't know though. I kind of like the angle. It's sort of hard to say. I'm just going to leave it. I feel like I'm picking I, because ultimately I'm going to paint over this stuff. And really the purpose of what I'm doing right now, it's a color thing. I mean, over here, this was more a value thing than it was color. And here I, I just really want to get that warm presence. So actually this part I'm painting should be a lot darker, but I'm just trying to get that color shift different. Because the thing is, once you add that orange, it changes how you see the blue. Now the blue is a lot more sterile looking because you have the warmth of what's happening up here against that blue. 
Okay, and actually there's a lot of maroon, reddish tone on this side. I'm just putting in patches. And actually this edge as well, I'm not gonna touch it because this is still really wet, but I, I just want a stronger indication of that maroon color, burnt sienna. Just so I can surround those edges. Down here, I want it to be a more muted burnt sienna. So how about we try Let's try this yellow ochre and I'm going to put just a little bit of blue in it. Let's see if that's a better fit for this lower corner. Oh yeah, that's much better. Okay, good. Cause I didn't want something so saturated. So I'm not really painting stuff yet. I'm just putting colors in that are closer to where I want them to be. Yeah, because in here, yeah, it needs even more blue. This is sort of like a transition between the blue into the brown. But yeah, this is not going to be a pure watercolor piece <laughs> that I rarely do because, I don't know, it's like if the marker and acrylic can make it better, why wouldn't I use it? Like some people ask me actually, and I'm curious if other people feel the same way. People will say, well, I have this watercolor painting and I want to add a little white gouache because this part got covered and I can't bring it back with the watercolor. Is that cheating? Am I not allowed to do that? I'm like, of course you're allowed to do that. <laughs> like I always do that <laughs> all the time. I do that to fix mistakes. So yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, this got a little too wide. So actually, let's mix up a more muted. So I, I don't want the burnt sienna again. I want like a pretty, let's use the purple. Maybe if I mix the purple with the burnt sienna. Or maybe, uh, that's too, we need more blue. Ugh, that's too cold now. Uh, we need more burnt sienna. Let's try that. Is that better? I'm just going to do one little stroke so we can see if that's half decent. I guess that's okay. All right, let's do that. I mean, I can always make it more saturated later if that's what I need. And again, this area up here is going to get very dark at some point. It's just right now it's not going to do that. But it's a color thing. Yeah, if you guys were expecting big changes, you're not going to get it. I'm a really slow painter. I can't do this fast. Especially with watercolor, I got to really watch myself because I rush it sometimes and then I totally pay for it later. So it's it's not an area where I want to mess with things as much. With acrylic, I feel like I can kind of do it, but I think probably out of all the paint media that I use, definitely watercolor is my slowest media. 
Do other people feel that way? Do you guys have a speed of painting that you associate with a particular media? Because to me, oil is really slow, even slower than watercolor. Although I don't paint with oil that much. It's just such a pain. I mean, that's mostly because I don't have a studio. That's what makes it a pain for me. If I had one, I think it'd be a different story. So down here, I'm gonna try to get in a little more value. And even down here, oh, I don't want to paint with the people. The people are kind of annoying. But at the very least, I can just get in just some pockets of dark. So this corner starts to activate a little more. Like, do you guys see how slow and boring this is? It's just not fast. Yeah, I always work light to dark too. So this, this helps me try to maintain that. And I try to think about transitions. So even here, that might actually be an area that I wanna scrub with the paper towel. Yeah, let's do that. I think up here, because I'm very conscious of the transitions. This is such a bold arch that I don't wanna let the arch look like it's cut out or something like that. So let's just go in and soften some of these passages. This is why I love the paper towels. It's just super handy for this type of thing. Okay, that helps. Still really sloppy, but we're getting there. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Oh, I haven't done that recently, Lisa. That's a really good suggestion. I used to have my students do that in class whenever we did ink wash. I'd have them get a spray bottle and also for wet charcoal, but that just didn't occur to me. That's a great suggestion. Thank you. Oh, I love this moment too, Sarah. <laughs> I love the moment when my paintings are suddenly beautiful to me. I know sometimes it's 99% of the process, it doesn't look pretty or good. And then it's like, boom, it just happens. I mean, it's not like that all the time, but it is nice. <laughs> oh, banana nut, I'm so excited that you are here with us live. Oh, Sweeney Todd is one of your favorite musicals. It wasn't initially one of my favorite musicals. I mean, my heart belongs to Les Mis. <laughs> That's because I was obsessed with it in the seventh grade, but it's definitely growing on me. And Eric going to be there, so it's fine. Like, I don't care what he's singing. It's great. I'll show up. I'll buy tickets to Aaron Tveit reading a phone book. I will pay money to see that. <laughs> Wait, what? Amanda? I use my dogs as rags. Wow. I wonder what kind of flexibility your dog has. <laughs> 
Jazz is constantly picking dog and cat fur out of wet paint with an exacto blade. <laughs> Gosh. I think the closest call I had was I had a really nice sheet of fragile thin rice paper and I had it on the bed and Buddy just like leapt for the bed and I just like switched it away and barely made it. I think there was one section that got a little bit of a wrinkle, but I was like, oh my God, I can't do that anymore. Now that we have a dog. Okay, so Remind says wet on wet. William says, I've done bleeds, but I usually ink over them. Carolyn says, been playing with bleeds for misty landscapes. Oh, Casper David Friedrich. He was the master of misty landscapes. So look him up, everybody, if you don't know his work. And we also have a comment. Seek <laughs> Edgel says, I visit my work. I want to see how it's doing. <laughs> you see, I'm worse. I babysit. I'm like, okay, what do you need? I think we need to do this. <laughs> it's like helicopter parenting my painting. Amanda is asking, do you ever use masking fluid? I really don't. I mean, I think it's such a cool idea painting this rubber surface, but I just find I can't plan that far in advance. And usually, let's say there is part of the painting that I want to stay white, like let's say this, I'll just do this. I'll just paint around it bigger than I think it should be. And then at the last minute, I'll just do that. But yeah, I mean, I like the idea of it, but for me personally, I've never found a practical use for it. Jazz is asking, don't you have a studio in your house? It's not really a studio. It, it's more guest room, closet, store. It's, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of room either. I just have so much equipment and supplies. So it's not great for oil painting. Also, I mean, I don't have ventilation or anything like that. So if I were to do oil painting, I really would have to do it in the warm months of the year when I could open up all the windows and get ventilation. Painting Plant Lady says, I work quick and loose with watercolors unless it's small details or layers I need to dry, then it can take longer. With acrylic, I usually take my sweet time. See, I just love hearing about that because I'm sort of the opposite. When I'm using acrylic, I just want to get it done. It's just, oh, I just need to cover this up and start again. And watercolor is when I act very dainty. It's, it's very funny. Oh, yes, blow dryer. <laughs> That's for very impatient people. I should get a cordless one that I can take when I'm doing plein air. Because <laughs> sometimes you're just sitting there waiting for the stupid layer to dry. Blork says, I'm very slow with watercolor. I tend to overwork my painting. Oh, that's me. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I paint so slow is because I do tend to just leap into it too fast. And before I know it, the whole thing is covered. Well, this is a good point, Seven Angelic. I actually feel a little rush with acrylics racing against their super quick drawing times. I have this white that dries so fast. It's a really good white. It's by Stuart Semple and it's called White 2.0. 
it's not cheap. It's $30 a bottle, but I was really curious because Lauren told me about it, but it's super opaque. I was using golden and a couple other white acrylics and they just were so thin. Like they were not giving me the opaque coverage that I wanted. And so that white worked very well, but it dries so fast. It's like the fastest drying acrylic I've ever seen. So yeah, there's that mad rush. <laughs> Quick hurry before it dries. Yeah. Lisa says, preserving white is my Achilles heel. Oh, I know. It's so easy to lose it entirely. I mean, even in here, I feel like I've lost quite a bit of that. All right. I actually need to get a pair of scissors because it's bothering me that these rags are so big and I can't go in and smudge. So let's just cut a little piece off like that. Okay. I don't know. I guess today is my day for paper towels and rags. I just seem to be wanting to use it a lot. So yes, I know I should work on this, <laughs> but I just want to clean up some of these spots because this just feels so definitive to me and I, I don't really want that. I still want things to be sort of loose. So I'm sort of going in and softening all of the edges. You can see down here, I'm sort of bringing some of the blue. So getting some of those transitions a little bit stronger. And up here, it dried with this really dark line, which I don't like. So I'm trying to get rid of that too. And up here, I don't like this either. So let's get rid of that really harsh spot. Remember everybody, you can give a super sticker or a super chat. Honestly, I don't know the difference. Does anybody here know what's the difference? Maybe it has to do with, I don't know how it pops up. Maybe somebody can explain that to me. But anyway, either one, super chat, super sticker, you can give that to us because I really think art education and accessibility is extremely important. And let's face it, there are so many people who just aren't able to get it any other way. Like YouTube is it, that's, that's their art education. And so I hope we can be there for those people, but guess what? Our prop costs a lot to run. <laughs> so we need that help from the raffle so we can keep providing good content. Okay, so see that feels better to me. It feels more flexible. I don't feel like things are as set in stone as they were before because the marks are a little bit softer. And actually I'm gonna do the same thing over here because I still am bothered by this line. It's sort of annoying me. Now I am ruining the paper a little bit. There are little flecks that are starting to come out, but I'm okay with that. I mean, you should see, I've had some watercolor paintings that I just brutalized with a paper towel and just, oh my gosh, it was a real mess. But sometimes that's what you need. Okay. All right, so that's a little better. All right, I, I really have to go work on this side. I'm not doing a great job of 
moving myself around. Okay, now this side of the painting has a really beautiful yellowish glow to it. I'm going to, let's see, we need like a really warm yellow ochre. Just want to clean my palette. I might start with raw sienna, which is up here. Actually, this might be raw sienna. I don't know. We'll call it the same. Okay, that's pretty good. But there's a little bit of red. It's not really orange as much as it is a warm yellow. So a little touch of cadmium red up here. Let's see how that looks. I'm mostly seeing it in this pocket. Okay. Hmm. Well, there's a really bright yellow strip here. So actually I'm gonna separate this so I don't interrupt that yellow strip. So let's just paint this all around this one section. Oh, you know what's really funny? There's a little red exit sign there. <laughs> let's paint that in. It's really bright. It's like bright magenta or something. super saturated. I just want to put that little spot in there. I mean, it's such a small shape, but it has a real presence that I think is good for me to add. Oh, and this is like a dark brown. I probably should fill that in. That's not really something I want to keep there for too long. Okay, so this is the section where it's like really warm and yellow. Up here, it's the same yellow, but it's darker in value. So therefore, it's also a little more muted. So maybe up here, I'll add some burnt sienna to do that. Because it's, it's still, it's a sort of cousin of the other one. Is that too warm? It's got to be... I think it needs a little bit of blue. If I put a little blue, maybe that'll make it calm down. Although that might be really too dark. Oh no, that's it. That's good. Oh yay. Okay, good. <laughs> I was not expecting that to work. It, it was the blue. Okay, the blue is good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Isn't that fun when things actually work out for you? Oh, and this one has the yellow bars too. Complicated. Okay, so let's do these strokes just to fill again. Yeah, there's like a real, maybe I'll do those yellow parts in acrylic. So they really, so that way this is the more luminous stuff. See, there's this part here that's supposed to be really dark. I sort of don't want to do that. Maybe I'll make it a dark that's darker than that stuff, but not quite that dark. But I'll make it very muted, so a lot of blue. Let's do that. 
so let's just because this. this is very dramatic overhang And you want to put in this little like box because really over here I'm just thinking about shapes there'll be other stuff later but for now that's what I really want to block in I know it really looks like I didn't get very far does it <laughs> it's really not much still it's like yeah you've been working on this for three hours it still looks like nothing <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike, for the super sticker. We so much appreciate your support. It is incredibly helpful to us. Mike says, so I found out that super sticker equals GIF. Super chat, you get to write a text message like this. Oh, that's it. Okay, I never understood it before, but now I have proof of what it really is. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys, I, I can't tell you how much it means to me when people contribute. I mean, I'm looking at my email and I don't know, maybe this feels really silly, but we'll get a $5 donation. I'll go, oh my God, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a wonderful moment. <laughs> Somebody sees that we need support to keep this going. It's just great because I don't know if it's a YouTube thing because obviously YouTube is free. You don't have to, well, I guess they have premium, but. You know, in general, YouTube stuff is free. So I don't know if maybe, especially for the generation that grew up with YouTube, like my kids grew up with YouTube. I did not. That, I don't know, somehow there's some expectation that just things should always be free. And it, it frustrates me because I am not an extravagant <laughs> spender. I'm always cutting corners to make sure we can save money. And it's like a lot of people just don't see they don't understand how much work it is it's easy to watch a live stream and be like oh yeah they're they're just on video yeah and i'm like no we need Streamyard. Streamyard is the software that we use to live stream if we didn't have that i wouldn't be able to do we have to pay a monthly fee it's a great platform by the way if you guys ever want to live stream i highly recommend Streamyard. i mean worth every penny for sure but i'm curious how many people have you seen that sort of assumption that I talked about that, oh yeah, everything should just be free all the time. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like... So I guess just there's a lot of invisible work that goes behind the scenes. And I think for good reason, most people aren't aware of that. So that's why we have the raffle because we got to keep paying those monthly fees that Flickr collection is free for all of you, but it's not free for us. We have to pay fees to maintain that. All right, let's get, I feel like I'm really losing the value down here. I got to come back to this one spot. I feel like I'm losing the connection between this and this. I feel like this is sort of getting lost. So let's just do this lower left-hand corner. I can find my reference photo. That would be helpful. Because I feel like what I'm starting to do is 
I, I'm starting to get too distracted by all these different things, and I can't do that. Um, and in here, I'm going to be really loose because I am going to do the audience, but I'm not going to do that thing where you paint every single person. But at the same time, though, you got to have something. And so this whole lower corner down here is actually pretty dark. So again, I'm going to do, let's add some purple. So we'll do some purple and maybe add some burnt sienna. So that way it still has that warm feeling, but I don't want it to be all yellow like the top part. I mean, even just artwork. I mean, if people look at what people post on Instagram and it's easy to just be like, oh, wow, that's a really cool painting, right? And it's like, you guys know, as the artist, it's not just paying for the supplies, but it's also the time, your time being invested into making that work. And so I just wish there was more visibility for that because I suspect that anybody who makes content online probably feels that way. And I try not to complain about it, but this is when it's a time for us to restock the budget for the year. And we have cool prizes too. So this is not anything where you don't get anything. So I'm just trying to loosen this up. I feel like this whole area got really separated from the other parts. I need the value. I guess I'm just always hesitant to put in the value because I worry I can't do anything about it, which is stupid because I have the acrylic paint, which totally does make it possible, but I, don't know. I just always get worried. <laughs> I, I am definitely the warrior in my household. Is anybody here the warrior? <laughs> because, oh my gosh, I mean, that whole opposites thing. I mean, my spouse is not a warrior. He's so chill. I mean, I, I need him, otherwise I would explode. But uh, I don't know. It, it just sort of seems like you can't have both people freaking out at the same time. <laughs> So I, I sometimes feel like in certain relationships, there's always like the one that worries more. Like I'm totally the stress ball in my family and my spouse is not. Okay, let's really get in some value here because I'm really missing it in this lower right-hand corner. I don't know, sometimes I get a little wimpy about putting in all these darks, but it's really hard to just confidently go in and make something super dark. It's just a big commitment, right? All right, so let's make sure this doesn't compete with the brightness. I mean, there is a little highlight here in the front, but definitely down here, I gotta move things around more. And again, we need that value. Let's get it in there here. So these are almost turning into bleeds, what I'm doing right now. Because I'm just not ready yet. I don't know, I sort of thought this painting wouldn't take that long. But now I'm like, Oh, my God, it's gonna take forever. <laughs> this is really gonna take forever. There's just so much. Okay, we need to cut a rag that's not horrible. Uh, oh, there's a good one here. Okay, hang on. 
one on the floor. Okay, let's try this. The other one was getting really yucky. Let's try that again. All right. Oh, this paper is just it's buckling so much. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, here I gotta get much, much darker. This whole pocket over here. Yeah, we give you the truth. We tell you, yep, painting's hard, drawing's hard, it'll take forever, you'll be frustrated. <laughs> it's just like not very, <laughs> not really what people want to hear. I mean, that's the thing is sometimes people will ask me for advice and I tell them what I think and it's it's not what they want to hear. And I know that feeling of being told, oh yeah, you got to do it this way and being like, oh, I don't want to do it that way. So I sympathize, but the fact of the matter is it, it takes work, it takes time. You got to be patient. I mean, those are all things most of us, including me, don't really want to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm the most impatient person. I like doing things right away. But I, I don't know, maybe that's just, part of me stressing about things because I'm the warrior in my family. So I do need to do a light pass of yellow over these spots because they're still white and they shouldn't be. Let's just do a very thin glaze of yellow. Of course, my yellow is full of green. But just something to make it not white, I think is important. And actually up here, it's pretty dark. So let's add in some darker shades. I just want to say this is not the white of the page. That's the more important thing. I don't know. I'm sort of wondering if I should keep this painting more atmospheric or if I should go full out detail. I mean, to me, the main event of this painting is this, is the stage. But then it's like there's all this gorgeous decoration, the gold in the background that I really like. So I'm wondering, what do people think this painting should be? Are, are you more interested in the atmosphere or do you feel like maybe the details and the decorative elements could actually enhance the atmosphere? Because I do like having the structure of the architecture in here. But I also don't want to sit here and draw every single little architectural motif that exists. So it, it can be tricky. And I'm going to go back a little bit to the blue because I feel like I don't have enough blue here to show that transition. Yeah, that's a little bit better. There's actually a very bright highlight here, but I'm not going to do that today. I'm not happy with this transition. I think a little more blue because I feel like these columns just sort of stop. And so if I put maybe a little more blue here, make these things connect some more, maybe that will help. That's a little better. Yeah, because th this, okay, let's make that one part really dark and let's do it with purple. 
I really like this purple. It's dioxazine purple. And actually, I hadn't used it before because the Windsor Newton ones that I had didn't have it. But then I think I was doing some live stream for Blick and they said I could buy some supplies. So, well, not buy supplies. They, they would give me some supplies for the stream. And I ended up getting some old Holland watercolors, which I'd never used before. You know, it's terrible. I didn't really feel that big of a difference. <laughs> I know there, there's probably watercolor artists out there who were like, oh, this one is this. They, they were like the same thing to me. I was like, okay, sure. I, I, mean, I don't know. Am I the only one? I mean, usually, okay, if it's like a really crappy Crayola watercolor set, like the ones they give to kindergartners, okay, then I will see the difference. But it's like between all the art brands, like I really don't feel the difference between them and I feel like that means that I'm just not very perceptive of like the various brands I don't know like is this me or do other people use them and go oh, yeah no big deal whatever Windsor Newton Old Holland same thing <laughs> because that's totally my I'm like yeah same thing whatever <laughs> starting to get the value but i feel like down here we're still this is why painting is just so much layering you're just always needing to push things a little here a little there because i i really want i need four down here i think i'm not getting enough value but maybe i'll make this less purple maybe i'll make this a little more bluish because the right hand corner is a little more purple Although I don't really want it to compete with that. Okay, let's take that away. That's not a good color choice. Let's make it more maroon. How about that? More maroon. So let's do some alizarin crimson and some burnt sienna. Make that a little darker in value. I'll do a little bit of ultramarine, but not much because I want to keep it more reddish. That helps quite a bit. Okay, good. Just need atmosphere. It's all about atmosphere. Casper David Friedrich would be very proud of me. <laughs> yeah, that's feeling, I feel like this one spot it's sort of frustrating me. I want to get a little more articulation, maybe in the burnt sienna. Maybe it's just because the lines are a little crooked. I mean, I'll go back and fix that later, but for now, it's not looking great. All right, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Shannon says, I like the atmospheric feel. I'd like to see the marker technique you used on chandeliers for a few architectural details. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because I feel like if I don't add some of that, it's just going to turn to mush. So I think that is a really good idea. Leslie says, love how at the bottom it looks like a ghost concert audience in the shape. It's so surreal. I wasn't expecting that. 
because usually when you go to a Broadway show, the curtains are closed and they haven't done anything, but you walk in and this is what is there. And honestly, it's one of my favorite parts of the show, just watching this part happen. Peppermint says, art teaches persistence. Absolutely. You, you got to be in here for the long haul, for sure. <laughs> Lisa says, many viewers assume YouTube channels are used to promote another cash stream, since that's pretty common. A lot of people, because we have a pretty big following on YouTube, I think we have 171,000 subscribers. It seems like, wow, you made it. No. I mean, I had a friend... <laughs> who said to me, she's like, oh, isn't it that? Doesn't the money just pour in? I'm like, no, <laughs> like our monetization is not just an uphill thing where it just, oh, gets high. No, I mean, actually we hit a low point where our monetization stayed the same, I think for three years, it did not budge. And we have so many more subscribers now. So it's very fickle. You really don't know how much YouTube is going to give you. So sometimes there's this perception that because we have a big channel, we have it made. And I'm like, no, we don't. We have staff to pay. We have all these things to do. Thank you so much for the super chat. Amanda, who says atmosphere. And yes, Casper David Friedrich is very proud. Oh, good. Although, I don't know, was he a good person? <laughs> I feel like every artist I hear about now, they're like, did you know? I'm like, crap, another one. Yeah, there, there's a lot of bad behavior out there and artists are not excluded from that experience. All right, everybody, that is it for today's paint along. Please join me in the Discord chat. I will be in there for a little bit to show you a better photo of the piece and to chat a little bit. And remember, we have the fall raffle going on. There are many ways you can contribute. You go to the raffle page. The link is in the YouTube video description below. It ends Tuesday, November 21st. So we really would love it to get your support because every dollar matters. <laughs> you need to keep the lights on and you guys have done such an amazing job. We have to keep going. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye.